0: you just welcome our founding pastor, Steve Wilson, as he brings us the word this morning. Come on up. Yeah, we can, we'll make it our greeting time to stand and, and, uh, and clap and then now, now just wave at your neighbor. We'll, we'll roll that together. So good to have each and every one of you here. Yes. It is good. I've got mine, thanks. Oh, Sarah, that was so good. We are so crazy proud of you. Mike. Goodness. I love what you're doing. Just love it, love it, love it. That's just brilliant. Yeah. That's how culture changes, is somebody gets in there and does it. And they just draw people and pour life into them, and you're doing that. And so just while I'm speaking, please come and fill these buckets up. I just think it's time to do that. We want to there's to be an extravagant blessing of Sarah this morning. And so we just want to do that. And Sarah had my scripture, <laughs> put my first verse up there. Well, well the title today, we're, we're going to do something. We're going to probably run this over two Sundays, next Sunday as well. But um, our, our theme this month is the good news of great joy. But I want to talk about the double portion today. And we're just going to begin to press into this. You know, what does it mean to go into a year and to begin to believe for a double portion? Uh, There's a lot of words out there about it. I, I I, I agree with a lot of them. There's a multi-generational part of the double portion, but there's there's a a a side of double portion that I really believe God wants us to push into, as we go into this this new year, and so we're going to start in Isaiah chapter 61. Surprise, surprise, Uh, (laughs) and uh, we just. I want to push, start with one verse that's a, a familiar verse to everybody. Instead of their shame, my people re- will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance. So the double portion that is available was available to people of God was actually the source of rejoicing. So if we're in a month of rejoicing, we're, if we're in a time of celebrating, we're celebrating what Jesus did, we need to look back and say, what, is, what does it mean to get a hold of something that's double what we ever expected, that's more than we ever anticipated? And so when this was written by Isaiah, it's written at a time when Israel's in, they're in a mess. Um, they're in captivity. They're being, they're being persecuted. They're being mistreated. It's a, it's a difficult time for Israel. And Isaiah's prophecy is, is a word of encouragement into a season when things aren't going like you hoped they were gonna go, when things aren't what you anticipated, when the person you wanted to win the election didn't win it, when whatever is going on in your life, whatever's happening that isn't what you want it to be, This prophetic word comes into that moment in time when you're dealing with the people that are are considered the lowest of the low, when you're dealing with people that don't know their identity and don't have a clear hope. This word, double portion, is spoken to that group of people. When your hope is deferred, when your hope isn't working like it's supposed to, scripture says there's a double portion available. So I believe that God wants to release a hope into us in this season. And, and we're going to touch on a few things in this. Um, the double portion. At first, we move shame. Um, it, his righteousness replaces that shame. We, we, we have this gift of His righteousness that, that, that we accept and we take on. And that righteousness literally eradicates shame from our life. There were people came this morning and got rid of some things that have held them captive. They're breaking off the shame. And in place of that shame, they're taking on the righteousness of the precious Lord Jesus. They're walking into His perfect righteousness. The double portion remo- removes disgrace. Um, an interesting word, the, the word disgrace there, King James actually uses the word confusion, removes confusion. And it's actually, that's really what that, an accurate translation of that word. But the, have you ever been in a time of such confusion? I mean, listen to the prophets in our nation. I tell you, our prophets are confused, I, I mean you can find a prophet saying whatever you want him to say right now. There's just this these voices going in every imaginable direction. You say, God, there's such confusion in, in in just so many ways. There's confusion in our election system. There's confusion in what we're supposed to be doing. There's this time of confusion. And the double portion speaks into confusion. <laughs> to bring us back into position that we're supposed to be in. So this, this passage is also a passage about the Messiah and how the Messiah would come and literally reverse the effects of sin. Because Israel's where they are because they didn't believe. Israel's in captivity because they didn't follow God. They didn't listen. They're in the middle of a mess because they haven't been obedient. And this word comes in and says, there's a Messiah coming. There's someone coming that's going to remove your shame. And he's going to remove your disgrace. And he's going to give you back an eternal hope, a a hope with an inheritance. What a word to hear in the midst of confusion. What a word to hear in the midst of all the stuff that's going on right now. I just, I've been just, this word's been in me for the last several weeks. Just, just there's a living thing God wants to put in us right now that doesn't have to do as much with what's happening in the natural. It has to do with what's happening inside of us as people. He wants to restore a deep confidence and boldness in what he's doing. There, there are things happening in the earth right now, and, and, and we don't see them, we don't hear them in the natural, but, but, but we're, we're watching God do extraordinary things in this moment. Monday this week, Sally and I did a conference in... Uh, in France sitting in our dining room table it's uh, it's just the the impact of that side of what's happening right now is just absolutely incredible. We watch God do just amazing things, breaking pastors out of bondage and breaking people out of depression and healing bodies and restoring hope. And there's this movement of the Spirit of God in the French-speaking world that's absolutely extraordinary. It's one of the most secular societies on earth, and yet God's breaking it in this moment. In the middle of COVID, God's breaking in to a secular society and restoring hope and bringing such a release that it's just—it's literally creating. There are new churches being planted right now in France. France. It's just that's this moment that we live in. God's restoring hope in the midst of confusion. If we're not careful, all of our information comes from the confusion side, and we miss the hope side. So the good news is restoring inheritance. The good news is, is the joy and blessing that we have in Christ. That's where the double portion comes from. Go over to 1 Samuel for a minute, and I love this passage. It says, but to Hannah he gave a double portion because he loved her. Now, the story, the context of that verse, is that Hannah couldn't have a child, and her husband loved her, and he, he's he's trying to help her deal with the fact that in that culture, without a child, she's living in shame and disgrace. Those those are that's literally the way her life is. Um, she's considered worthless because she's not bearing a son, and so her husband is doing what husbands sometimes try to do. He's throwing money at the problem. How many of you know more stuff doesn't fix the problem? You know, sometimes I think in our minds we just you know if we if we could just get things back in order if we got more stuff if Sarah if only you could be fully supported. I believe it, Amen. but I also know that Sally and I were never fully supported at any time in fifty years of ministry, and yet we've never not had enough. I, 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 we've got to get past the the throw money at it idea because double portion is just not more money to put into a problem. Double portion is different than that. So Hannah, Hannah knows the money's not working, so she goes to God and says, if you'll just give me a son, then I will give my firstborn son to you perfectly aligned with scriptural because in 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 the law the firstborn child belonged to God. She's giving God the firstborn that's his. That's her response to it. And see we as people, we as people in the body of Christ, the 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 culture that Sarah's working in, we're spiritual orphans. We're 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 birthed in sin. We're birthed in confusion. We're birthed without a clear idea of who we are. And yet, into that confusion, something absolutely magnificent happens. Into that confusion, we read in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 5, He predestined us and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to Himself as His own children through Jesus Christ. I deliberately use the, the amplified there because it brings out something that a lot of other translations, are, it, it isn't as clear in them as, as I think it could be. Um, some of the translations talk about he predestines us according to his good pleasure or the pleasure of his will or according to his purpose. But that little phrase, pleasure of his will, is actually according to his delight and desire according to his delight and desire. He, according to his delight and desire. Why is that important in this verse? It's important because this verse uses a a Greek word, adoption, which is actually the legal term for somebody that had a big estate, and they didn't have an heir, and they just literally grabbed somebody and then adopted them in and made them the heir to what they had. In Greek terminology, in, in Roman culture, adoption was never nurture. You didn't adopt a child because you loved the child. You adopted somebody to maintain your line. There was there was a mechanical, non-nurturing piece to this thing. We're just going to have an, an heir, so we're going to grab somebody and stick the title on them, and then they now can be our heir. But our adoption was a love adoption. Our adoption came out of desire. It came out of delight. The Father in heaven, before you were even born, had a desire and delight for you to send His Son to be able to adopt you into His family, not just to have an inheritance, not just for the generations, but He had a desire and a delight. (laughs) Turn to your neighbor and say, He had a desire and a delight. I don't know who first coined the phrase double for your trouble, but that Isaiah 61, 7 verse is a double for your trouble verse because he took us out of where we were and out of desire and delight brought us into his family and adopted us lovingly into his family. Now, this purpose... There's inheritance, there's a future, there's a, there, there's a direction for this double portion, but it doesn't start as a mechanical imparting of some kind of blessing. It starts with a father who has delight in you. A father who has desire for you. A father is looking for you. Sarah works with those young people. She, she's, she's expressing the heart of a father that has desire, that actually wants relationship with them, that actually wants fellowship with them, that actually wants to interact with them. Yet God is not grudgingly spending time with you. He has desire. He has desire. He has desire. And if we're going to find the double portion, we've got to understand that this thing comes out of desire. So we're adopted into a family. We're we're adopted both for nurture and commission. So there's a nurture component. That's his desire for us. But there's also a commission component of what we do. Double portion always carries a commission. But if we don't understand the nurture, we won't get to the commission. If we don't understand the desire, we won't get to the commission. There's something absolutely extraordinary that happens. The spirit of adoption comes and he confirms our identity, but he also empowers us for ministry. So there's always that twofold thing at work where your identity is being established in him, but you're also being equipped and released to do what you're called to do. That's why we so celebrate having those that we send out come and stand on this platform and release because the commission is what this house is about. It's it's what we live for is to see this happening. I was talking to someone a few weeks ago that had been adopted and they were adopted at age four. And they said they have almost no memory of being adopted, uh, of that four year old time period but the one memory that they have absolutely is the day they were chosen they remember that moment of being chosen out of all those kids that could have been they were chosen to be adopted that's desire and delight as the Father draws us into that relationship, and we come into fellowship with Him in a new way. There's going, to be, there's going to be some adoptions happening for you, Sarah, as you just release this. One more verse for today. The first, the idea of double portion goes back to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 17. He says, and he shall acknowledge the firstborn by giving him a double portion of all that he has, for he is the first fruits of his strength. So the purpose of double portion, the, the origin of this idea of double portion, is that the oldest son would be given double what all the other sons get. Now, this wasn't arbitrary. It wasn't it wasn't just, you know plain favorites. The oldest son actually was the one that was to carry on the household for the father. So, the purpose of double portion was not for the older son to get to spend more money on a Porsche. The purpose of the double portion was that he would have the resources necessary to take care of the family. So, the double portion is always benevolent, it's always there for the purpose of sharing for others. He got a double portion. He got the position of head of the family, but now he has to care for the family. He has to resource the family. He has to provide for the family. He has to assure that the father's, all of the father's possessions are carried on to the next generation. He's responsible for future generations to live in this blessing. So when we as the body of Christ begin to come in a double portion, we're coming to a place where we've received this incredible adoption. We've received this incredible positioning. If we had time, we'd look at the firstborn. We'll do that next week. But. The, the the reality that Christ was the firstborn and we get to partake in that firstborn inheritance. We literally come into the double portion. But the purpose of the double portion is that we now take what we have been given and we give it away as freely and as lavishly as we can. You were blessed to be a blessing. You've received to give out. If you remember the book of... Uh, uh, I'm going to jump down. Where am I? Get ahead of myself. Steve, don't get ahead of yourself. No, I need to stop there. I really, really need to stop here. Steve, stop. (laughs) I'm just getting on the go there. I believe that the body of Christ is beginning to wake up to their, menace, to their call, they're beginning to wake up to the purpose of this next season, um, we've, we've been through several months where it's been really easy to become passive, um, a lot of the body of Christ ha- has pulled back into safety, and I want to say to you that we're stepping into a year where that's no longer going to be a- allowed. I believe the Spirit of God is going to require us to step out of our comfort zone. He's going to require us to engage with society. But it's not to fight society's battles. It's to be the bearers of a double portion blessing where we have been blessed with this incredible life and adoption. And we can now turn around and share this with other people. The quickest way to lose your double portion is to get selfish. Remember Esau? Esau's firstborn son. But he despised his double portion and instead just sold it for a bowl of stew. Spent it on his own selfish desires and in the end, there's no double portion release. I believe for this next year for the body of Christ, there's, there's a desperate need for us to begin to turn out. Last week, if you guys didn't hear last week's message, Jason Bilbrough, an incredible message on the need for us to, to share this good news. But the, the, one of the key elements he brought was it's incredibly hard to get people motivated to do what they're called to do. It's much easier for us to get captivated with our life and spend things on ourselves and do things for our own desires and forget that we're to do this for Him. And in this next season, in this next year, as we move into 2021, I believe we're going to see the greatest growth of the church. Um, I, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna face some stuff. I think there's gonna be some persecution issues, but but that's just that. that the reality is that God's at work in us right now, doing something absolutely extraordinary. And there's a firstborn inheritance that we get to step up and walk in. There's a double portion that we can walk in. And so I think it's a, it's a year to shake off selfishness, to shake off, shake off self-centeredness, and to give ourselves fully into pouring out our lives for others, pouring out our resources for others. I believe that's going to be one of the greatest greatest testaments to this year. So I'd like us to stand up together. I'm going to save the... Re- you want to hear the second half of this? You're going to have to come next week. I want to ask you to just take a minute right where you stand. How many want a double portion first? Starting place for wanting a double portion is will I take responsibility to steward it? I know a lot of people want a double portion. But will we take the responsibility to steward that double portion? Will we take the responsibility to lay down our lives for others? As we're blessed, will we turn around and ridiculously bless others? I mean, I want I want us to pick on Sarah today. I want, I want Sarah to leave so blessed today she can hardly stand it. Just pick on somebody to be double portion with. She's a good starting point. Can we do that? Father, right now, we repent. That so often when we think of double portion, we think about being more anointed or having more finances or being able to do more. We think about our own comfort. But the reality is Lord Jesus that if we're going to live in the fullness of the double portion that you've appointed it's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us something. Father we just this morning as an act of our will we choose to lay down our lives so that our families our neighbors our city, our state our nation, the nations of the earth can be touched by your power and presence. Holy Spirit, we want to walk in a double portion. Not because we have to, because we want our desire to match your desire. In the same way that you desired relationship with us, we want to see others come into relationship with you. We want to see others find you and find their place in you and find their presence with you. We accept the privilege and the responsibility of administering the double portion. And we do that in Jesus' name. I know this isn't COVID correct. But I want you to gather in groups of two or three around the room right now and just pray for each other. If you're going to somebody that's not in your family group, please put your mask on just so that, so that they feel comfortable. If you haven't had a chance to bless Sarah yet, come do that. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. It's good to see you. Holy Spirit, across this room right now, would you just move powerfully among us? Would you cause us to respond to your power and your presence? We want to understand what it means to live in and walk in and celebrate a double portion. Oh, Sarah, that was so good. Holy Spirit, come. We are so crazy Holy proud Holy Spirit, of you. come. My goodness. Holy Spirit, come. I love what you're doing. Just love it. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come